We're trying out something new today with the Hasbin Sports blog. I'm recording a reading of the article that I posted on the Hasbin Sports blog earlier today. It's titled, Dear Adam Silver, Major League Soccer Can Help You Fix the NBA's Competitive Balance Problems. So be sure to check it out. I would recommend reading it, but if you're too lazy or don't like to read, feel free to listen to me read it to you. Thanks. Enjoy the article. Dear Adam Silver, Major League Soccer can help you fix the NBA's competitive balance problems. Bring the David Beckham rule to basketball by Pat Heary. Dear Adam Silver, this is my second open letter to you. The first was on how to stop Draymond Green's assault on other players' private parts. This letter is on how to get a step ahead of his team's assault on the competitive balance of the NBA instead of remaining light years behind his team. And just so we're clear, I am a fan of dominant teams playing high-level basketball. Give me Cavs Warriors Part 4 next season. However, because you and so many others are worried about parity in the NBA, why don't you give the following some thought? As you are no doubt familiar, last spring, Warriors owner Joe Lacob excitedly exclaimed that his organization was, quote, light years ahead of the rest of the NBA. A few months later, karma, in the form of LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, intervened and punished Lacob for his hubris. It was a wonderful two weeks for all non-Warriors fans. However, because the Warriors are actually light years ahead of the rest of the NBA, a mere two weeks after blowing a 3-1 lead and losing Game 7 of the NBA Finals, they flipped the script, got their game genie on, and signed the second best player in the NBA, a move that would not have been possible under the current collective bargaining agreement. I will refer to as the CBA from here on. As you have made clear, you were not a fan of this move as it severely damaged the competitive balance of the NBA. Thus, in late 2016, a new CBA was reached and aimed directly at preventing four-star super teams like the Warriors from ever forming. This, of course, was a reactionary move that did nothing more than create an even larger gap between the Warriors and the rest of the NBA. It was akin to a teacher telling her class that their test would be an open book test, then allowing only the smartest kid in the class to actually use his or her book during the test. But at least it will be too expensive for the Warriors to retain their key role players like Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston in the coming seasons, you thought. Wrong. Kevin Durant, in what could become a precedent for other superstars, hold that thought, gave the Warriors close to a $10 million discount. A very unselfish and admirable move by Mr. Durant. Then again, Conspiracy Pat can't help but wonder if Nike or Joe Lacob promised to make up the difference with a pay-it-forward type promise. Hmm. Thus, the Warriors were able to not only re-sign their important role players from last season, but they were also able to add talents like Nick Young and Omri Caspi with extra money left over. So the Warriors are just going to dominate 
and win every title the next five years while the rest of the NBA waits for them to get old, right? Wrong again. As seen by the moves made this offseason, the good teams and great players have no plans of waiting out the Warriors' reign. They are going to do everything in their power to challenge the Warriors. Hell, three-fourths of the Western Conference made win-now moves this summer. Imagine what is going to happen next summer when LeBron James, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Boogie Cousins, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, Carmel Anthony, etc. are all free agents and hungry to dethrone the Warriors. Here's my prediction, Adam. Superstars are going to see what Durant did and take it to the extreme. We might see the whole banana boat squad signed for the veteran minimum with the Lakers so the Lakers can also sign Russell Westbrook and Paul George. We see your super team, Warriors, and raise you a super duper team. There's literally nothing stopping this from happening. The non-Warrior superstars in the NBA are ultra competitive and borderline egomaniacs. They're not going to sit around and allow themselves to get embarrassed for the rest of their careers. No, they're going to intervene and game the system at some point. They'll team up and take discounts and tell Nike execs and Genie Bus to make it up to them down the road. Once again, in my mind, this would be highly entertaining. However, I'm guessing that many of your smaller market teams, such as the Oklahoma City Thunder, Utah Jazz, Memphis Grizzlies, etc., will not appreciate every star bolting for a big market to try to win a championship. How can you avoid all of this happening while still keeping the NBA competitive? A David Beckham rule, aka designated player rule. This rule created a loophole in the MLS salary cap that allowed teams to pay world-renowned superstars, for example David Beckham, free market salaries, five years, $250 million, but have his salary only count as a smaller percentage of the team's salary cap. For instance, when Beckham signed his quarter billion dollar deal with the LA Galaxy in 2007, his salary cap hit was only $400,000 of the allotted $2 million salary cap, aka 20%. Each team had one designated player slot on their roster and, for a couple seasons, could trade their designated player slot to other teams. Now, the NBA obviously doesn't have the same uphill battle of competing with European leagues like the MLS, but what if you applied the designated player concept to the NBA's CBA with the following parameters? 1. Designated player deals are up to 5 years in length, but are completely unrestricted otherwise. For example, Russell Westbrook and the Thunder could agree to a 5-year, $300 million deal if they so desired. Number 2. Each designated player counts for 20% of the team's cap space. Number three, a player is eligible to be a designated player after playing for five seasons in the NBA and at least two consecutive seasons with that team. Number four, each team gets two designated player slots on their roster, but can acquire up to four total designated player slots. And number five, Teams can trade unused designated player slots and can put restrictions on traded designated player slots. For example, 
the 76ers know that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons aren't eligible for a designated player slot for another couple of years. So they can trade two years of each designated player slot to another team, and the designated player slot will automatically revert back to the 76ers after two seasons. What problems does this proposed David Beckham slash designated player rule fix for the NBA? Number one, it appeases the superstars. Guys like LeBron James see billionaire owners getting filthy rich from recent TV deals and often wonder, tell me why my salary is capped off and Dan Gilbert's isn't. You can see LeBron James tweeted something similar similar to this uh, just recently when Steph Curry signed his $200 million deal. He tweeted, So tell me again why there's a cap on how much a player should get. Don't answer that. Steph should be getting $400 million this summer for five years. Hashtag just my thoughts. I remember Bill Simmons wrote in 2013 that in an uncapped league like the MLB, LeBron would make close to $75 million per season. How much did he actually make that season? $17.5 million. Seems like LeBron might have a point. Number two, this eliminates superstars like Kevin Durant from taking below market deals during their prime to free up cap space for their team and likely being rewarded for it handsomely by their owner the minute they retire, which is against NBA rules. Number three, this gives the small market teams a chance to retain superstars, but still allows players to get out of bad situations with teams. For instance, if the Jazz could offer Gordon Hayward a five-year deal for $225 million, do you think he leaves for Boston? Probably not. The money is too good, and the Jazz are an up-and-coming team. At the same time, say the Pelicans, who have mismanaged their cap space horribly, offered Anthony Davis a five-year, $300 million deal this offseason. Do you think he takes it? Possibly not. He's young enough that he can sign with a new team, plays two seasons, then get his designated player deal there without having sacrificed too much of his earning potential. And number four and five, this is where it gets fun. Say you are the Magic right now. You have zero players eligible slash worthy of either of your designated player slots. So you call up the Warriors and say, hey, Bob Myers, it looks like you have four superstars, but only two designated player slots. How about we trade you three years of both of our designated player slots for three future first round draft picks and Patrick McCaw? Therefore, the Warriors would be able to give two five-year designated player deals to Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and two three-year designated player deals to Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. This would make the NBA more competitive because the Warriors would only have 20% of their cap space left to fill 11 roster spots and thus would probably have to let an important piece like Iguodala walk in free agency. At the same time, a team like the Magic could use their designated player slots to acquire draft picks and young talent so that by the time the designated player slot they traded to the Warriors expire, guys like Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac may have developed into 
designated player slot worthy players. This idea still needs to be fleshed out a bit, Adam. Like what happens when the Knicks sign Mello to a five-year, $250 million deal and want to trade him after one season? Looking at you, Phil Jackson. Does he need to be bought out before he can be traded? Or does the designated player contract operate as a no-trade clause? Those are details you can nail down. I'm just an ideas man. And for the first time in my life, I'm telling you that the NBA needs to be more like the MLS. Sincerely, Pat Heary. Thanks for reading. Be sure to check out the Hasman Sports blog to read more of Pat Heary's work and listen to his podcasts. Peace out.